We talk about this a lot, but if you had to get married and do your whole romantic life the way you did it the first time, would you do it again? The same way, like changing nothing, especially if you're married early on, because we've got one listener today that's da- whose daughter is heading into that age. And she is not exactly the advice that she is going to give her daughter is going to sit well with her. And I want you to hear it out and see if you agree today on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. This is a feel-good podcast that uh, we do with my mom every day. Guess what? This will be no shocker for you long-term people. I've got another big-ass canker sore in my mouth. Ugh. Fine. It's fine. Because all we do on this podcast is live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I have a relationship question that I need to ask. Obviously, I'm not the most, uh, not, not the source, <laughs> hmm. uh, but you might be. 50 years over here. 50 years, what, next oh, month? Oh, yeah. Good God. Uh, <laughs> that's a long time, man. That's a that long, a long time, time to be with We've somebody. have been through a lot of different trials. I'd say so. Tribulations. <laughs> but I had a friend that wanted me to talk about this on the podcast because she's, uh, she's, she's married and mm-hmm. she is... Curious about how the household chores work mm. in other relationships because mm-hmm. she is under the understanding that if she cooks the dinner, uh-huh. the expectation should be that her husband then cleans up the whole entire kitchen. Now, apparently, they never had this discussion in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they never had a, well, if I do this and you'll do this, or like, tonight I'll do this. It's like what she kind of explains is like an unspoken rule of like, hey, if I do this, then I feel like he should have to kind of do this on the back end. Now, his response to this was, hey, listen, like, l- let's, you know, let's just do what needs to be done. Like, if the, mm-hmm. if the food needs to be cooked and mm-hmm. I'm available, then, like, I'll cook it. And then, like, if I still have time afterwards, like, maybe we can both clean up. Or he didn't see it as, like, 50-50 uh-huh. as she did. But and he also so- cooks. Uh, yeah, he'll cook and she'll cook, right? But I would uh-huh. say that she, I think that she just feels like in the relationship that she should, I don't know if she chooses because she wants to or whatever, but she's the primary cook from my understanding in the situation. Okay. And so in her mind, she's like, okay, I cooked. Uh-huh. The expectation now should be that he should clean up everything. Uh-huh. And she wasn't sure mm-hmm. how this worked in most relationships. So mm-hmm. I thought we'd start with someone that's been married for 50 years. <laughs> Um, and she was kind of curious how, how other people in your relationship, cause I get, I get it. Like there's a million household chores, but let's just, let's, let's stay with cooking alone over here. Okay. Ma, how do you, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you handle it with dad? Well, as your dad will say, and I will proudly say, I changed the rules in our relationship. Um, when we were first married and even after we had kids, I did everything. I cooked, I cleaned. And then of course he traveled. And now wait, did you have that discussion where you're like No, no. It's, no. It just kind of fell into that role. It, it, yes, because in my day and time, right, the woman was in charge of the house. And what year did you get married? In nineteen seventy one. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the woman was in charge of the house and the kids, so and the men were brought home the money. It was a societal like understanding that like yes. that's just what you do. There didn't have to be yes. a discussion. Yes, that's okay. right. But then, somewhere along the line, um, it occurred to me that, and I guess this was after he stopped traveling, right? Because when he traveled, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. He was only home Friday, Saturday. Most weeks, sometimes right. Sunday, but as a general rule, it was just me anyway. So that there wasn't even a discussion on the weekends. I would still do everything. Mm-hmm. But then at some point in time, it occurred to me that I didn't need to be doing anything. And I think this was late in our relationship. It was after he, it was, I know exactly when it was. It was after he retired okay. and I was still working. Okay. Which was about eleven years ago, but this is now he's so age sixty-nine. Yes, yeah, so, so for thirty-nine years though, you cooked <laughs> uh-huh. and you did most of the I cleaning. I did. I and like, did with, with no conversation. Right. Okay. Yes, I shouldn't have, but if he wasn't there, he wasn't there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But even on the weekends, he really should have taken the responsibility of helping out. And cleaning the dishes. And now our rule is, and it's an understanding, I guess, more than a rule. Now, I don't now know. when you say rule, did, did there have to be a discussion about that? Because hmm. apparently they had, they like ended up like discussing it because she just like walked away from the kitchen one day uh-huh. and he was like, wait, why, like, why do I, it's just the expectation of me just to clean this up. No, I, I don't think we ever really had the discussion. I think when I, when he retired and I was still working. Then he just assumed responsibility for, you know, being sure that the food was there. He didn't necessarily always go to the grocery store, even though he did do some grocery shopping. Um, And then I would come home most of the time, prepare the food, but he would clean. And Mm -hmm. he still does that today. Mm hmm. So See, I, I don't know. I don't know. There has to be a discussion. I, I don't I don't know. Because I was trying yeah. to think back to mine because we were, when we were talking about the other day. I was like, I, I don't know how we handled it in our relationship. Like, I yeah. don't know if we. You ate I'm, out. <laughs> we, we did eat out a lot. We probably went out like three, four times a week, though. Um, but when we cooked at home, yeah. I think that, I mean, she always, I would say she cooked 95% of the time. Yeah. And she probably cleaned the kitchen. 75% of the time uh-huh. without me. And then 25% of the time I either helped or did all of it. Um, uh-huh. But my under, my thought process mm-hmm. was I'm literally doing everything financial for this family. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm like, I am the one that's going to work every day. I don't mm-hmm. think it should be too much to ask mm-hmm. for you just to like cook one meal a day. You know, like that was my I mentality. I agree in your case, in your marriage. I agree with that 100%. But do you think that's fair? Because now in hindsight, I'm sitting back and I'm like, damn, is that is that kind of effed up to think? Because I was just kind of like, well, it's just because I don't, just because you don't work, you you should be obligated to handle all the household, you know, matters. Like how does, that, how so. does that strike you, mom? I think so. I mean, she literally did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you say the same TV. thing five years ago? Five years ago? Yeah. Would you have said the same? Would you have had the same point of view? Because obviously, we look at it from a different point of view now, right? Yeah. Like a scorned point of view. But like, oh, you mean when you were still married? Yeah. I wouldn't have said anything, but I would have thought that. I just wonder if that's an unhealthy 
mindset to have. Yeah. I, and I think it, I don't know if it's also unhealthy for you to expect your partner, if you do one thing for them to do the other without having a conversation. Well, it's always like better to have the conversation. Yeah. yeah. But it's it seems like, listen, like, like, let's just, let's just take the three of us as an example, me, you and, and my friend, like, uh-huh. like they never had the discussion. Like you right. and dad never had the discussion. Right. Me and my ex-wife never had the discussion, you know? Right. So yeah. I don't know if you just like, I just don't even know how these roles fall into. Mm-hmm. So help me out. Certified fans, help me out with this. And Carissa, you'd be so amazing to put this on the, the page for the day. Facebook page is like, who does the things? Right. And like, how do you, like, who figured it out? You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, and I think how, that, how, I think that your generation and of course, you know, earlier, I mean, younger generations now, they get it because, yeah. you know, women do work, I mean, right. more than, than they did. I mean, I worked, you know, when you all were growing up, but I only worked part time and, you know, we had a housekeeper. We, I mean, we had help um, because he was gone and there was a lot of responsibility on me. Right. But yeah, but now... I think that if both people are working, they need to have a conversation about who does what, because it's a lot of responsibility, especially if you have children. Um, and it's so much better if you have an upfront contract yeah. than, you know, colliding about it. Kind of know, going into it the having, other way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I I'm curious. I know she would be too. So that was a thank you to her for, um, she asked me not to say her name. Thank you for this good piece of content. I do appreciate that because it is. It was interesting to kind of think back. Like, how do we even fall into those roles? We never, and, and what we both realized, and neither of us ever had the conversation. Like, there was right. never like a conversation. We both just kind of assumed that's what it was going to be. But then like yeah. the other person was kind of like, because I think my ex-wife was kind of pissed. You know, like she didn't like oh, that role yeah, of always having to Mm-mm. do that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you don't, it don't do much else. Mm-hmm. That's right. She so. didn't. Mom, I, I, there is still time, in my opinion, for you to create the best Halloween ever this year. And mm. I want to strongly encourage you to do so. Because I don't mean think me that many. Personally? Yeah, you personally. Because I feel oh. like a lot of people aren't in the same position that you are. Because I've been thinking about this all day ever since the radio show. And I'm like, okay. I gotta ask my mom to do this this year because you can okay. really save Halloween. It, it's been, listen, it's been a rough year. Last year, there was no trick or treating, nothing yes. to do, right? This year, I feel like we almost have to like up our game a little bit. And I'm bummed because I live in like an old person complex pretty much. I basically live in like a friggin' what's that called? 55 plus community, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, senior living. Yeah, like un- unannounced uh, senior living center. So, my, and it's a condo. So I don't live in like the best place, obviously, for this. But Mom, what I really like, do you get trick or treaters up at your house? My mom and dad have, have like this beautiful house. Uh, it, it looks like a very inviting trick or treat kind of house. Do you get trick or treaters up there? Mm-mm. You don't get any trick or treaters. Never, not one. Damn. And well, you never prepare. You never. Well, it's a little dark up there, but I feel it's like dark. I feel There's like no North Georgia light. kids. They've, yeah, they've dealt and it's with, a short street. They should go to subdivisions where there are a lot of houses. You've never once, and you've lived there in what five years? Six years. Six years. You've never had one trick or treater come one. by. Not one. Not one. That's surprising to me, though. Mm-mm. I mean, I realize there's probably. Are there any kids in your street? Um, no, not that I know but of. Also, wait. Also, do you are you an inviting house, or do you turn your lights off? Like, no, you keep we the definitely on? turn our lights off. Well, then what the hell? They're not going to come to your door if your lights are off. No wonder nobody's coming by. They don't come to anyone's door. 
because well, it's, too, lights on. it's too dark and Mama. you can't see coming down our driveway. You can't be that person. You can't be the turn the lights off person. Well, I, I had I'm, them on, I'm the, first, literally had them in on the first year. The first year we had them on, no one came. So you tried and it once. And then I canvassed the neighbors that we knew, and they said no one had ever come to their door. Not ever. People that have lived on this street for a long time. This is disappointing to me. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, here is my idea for you to save Halloween. I don't want you to give up on this idea yet. Because okay. we're going over this list today on the radio show. It was mm-hmm. talking about 15 candies that the kids want mm-hmm. for trick-or-treating. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing exciting. I don't. I, I think it's going to BS anyway. But apparently, the list goes like this: Number five is cookies and cream, mini Hershey bars. Those are legit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number four, anything sour. Sour Patch Kids were like the number one thing of sour. Sour candies always like like ranked high. Yeah. On uh, on the vote. And gummy uh, car- stuff. Caramel apple lollipops were number three, which like. Eh. Mm-hmm. I know they're talking about, but whatever. This is what apparently what kids say. Number mm-hmm. two though is is king size chocolate bar and it said most trick-or-treaters know that getting a full-size chocolate bar is pretty rare at the houses uh so these houses that give these out are always the most popular right oh. number one by the way is nerds ropes and i don't really know what that is apparently a um, uh, combination of gummy and crunchy texture mm. is a popular choice i don't know what that is but i want to yeah. go back because i remember the most fond memories i can think of mm-hmm. from halloween when it came mm-hmm. to trick-or-treating was the excitement that you would get mm-hmm. If you walked into someone's house, walked into someone's house, and they gave you a full size candy bar, like nothing oh, yeah. could emulate the feeling yeah. that you would get. Now, I get it. Most people aren't in a position to be able to afford or want to afford, uh, you know, hundred full size, yeah, candy <laughs> bars. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I totally get it. Right. But I feel like there's one person that is, and especially if you don't have a lot of people coming to your house, yeah. and that's you. That would That's be me. That's you, Nancy Yancey. That would be AKA me. Mother Teresa. Still has a chance <laughs> to really make some kids Halloween, just like Stephen Yancey's Halloween was made many years prior. But if you say you don't have a lot of trick-or-treaters. Right. No. Uh, but I, I, I don't think that you're really trying hard enough. Okay. I don't think you're trying hard enough. All right. This year, would you be willing to turn your lights on for at least like, a, like two hours? Yes. And see if I will. anybody wants to come by. And, and I will you... buy full size candy bars. Yes, okay. I will. I'm saying buy like five, okay? Like okay. just five. Because then you're okay. not like stuck with them. But like okay. think about the enjoyment. Because we all got to like go back to that moment. I can always donate it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's, not, it's not the end of the world if nobody comes. Now, really, what yeah. it says is king size chocolate bars. Yeah. So, like, could you buy the biggest friggin' chocolate bar? Because you're not going to get that many kids anyway. Right. So, like, can you buy the you mean biggest like size? The theater size? Yes, or bigger. Yeah. Like the yeah. biggest friggin' chocolate bar, <laughs> candy, whatever you can find. Uh-huh. And all I would say is, if you'll just keep your lights on, because you got uh-huh. you got to you got to like light the house up. It has to look presentable. Yeah. And then let's see if we really, if you can truly make a kid's Halloween. Because like, okay. listen, every other house is doing the, the the mini ones. You know, it's not, you're not going to stand out. But yeah, like the Yancey house. that's one I used to do. The Yancey house is going to be known as really making <laughs> Halloween like magical for somebody. And like, yeah. listen, I give that same challenge to everybody, but I, I get it. Like I was thinking about doing it a couple of years ago. This is why yeah. I, I stopped trick-or-treating. I was so happy. Like I 
moved into this new house over in San Diego and I was happy because it was going to be the first time that I ever participated <laughs> in trick-or-treating, right? Mm-hmm. So I went out and I bought, God, how many bags of candy did I buy? Six bags? Like, like the big bags. Mm-hmm. I think I had, I, I think there were a hundred pieces. I think I had 600 pieces of candy. <laughs> I literally had six kids come to my house. And like I live in a neighborhood yeah. that's pretty well set up for trick-or-treating, but I kind of lived on like the outskirts towards like the major road. Right. Um, six kids. Six yeah, kids. Yeah, that was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Had so much leftover candy. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm thinking. What we're, going to, we're going to invest big, <laughs> but smaller portion, I mean, smaller quantities. Uh-huh. But for the kids that are smart enough, like that take the chance to walk down the driveway that maybe or may not be cracked by the Amazon trucks, they can make it all the way down. They're brave enough. Like the reward they're going to get is going to be massive. So next okay. time you go to the grocery store this week, will you just will you buy something that you really feel like would make a kid's Halloween yes. if they got? And then can you by the end of the week can you report back on exactly what you get? And we'll put pictures on the certified fans page. Yes. And then we'll see on Monday, did anybody, knowing that we're like kind of putting the energy out there, like that, you know, that uh, king size energy, you know, <laughs> so these, these kids know. What was the number one fave? Uh, nerds Ropes. I don't know what oh, that I is. Don't, what don't, is. don't do okay. that. Nobody cares about that. What okay. you cared about is those, those big, those big, those big Moving wins. You know ones. what I mean? Yeah. yeah I see those yeah, in the yeah, big yeah, bins yeah. at Kroger. Yeah. I always look so at the gonna, junior mints because I used to love those so much. That's what we're going to do for the Yancey house this year and really turn around mm-hmm. Halloween for some kids. So Okay. All I, right. I'm all about it. I love it. I used to love Halloween when we lived in Peachtree Corners. Well, you know, but you we all never. would go trick-or-treating and, and I would sit out on the porch and greet the yeah. kids. And right. I loved that. I loved well, that part. I don't back, like Halloween but... as a general rule, but that was fun. All right. Let's get to our quote for today, everybody. Okay. Uh-oh, hang on. I didn't have my okay. setting on. Never. <laughs> Most podcasts would edit this out, but I don't. So I'd like you to see know, what I deal you with. Don't. A... You just love to shame me. <laughs> no, it's not shame. It's okay. It's, it's I okay. want to keep this as authentic as possible. We edit very few things on this show. So we I want you to do, really know. sadly. What they are. Okay. The only thing I truly edit, just so you know, really, is if I screw up a commercial or yeah. if my dad takes forever to come because it's like we're just sitting in awkward silence for like two minutes. <laughs> Five so minutes. I'll like, I'll like tighten that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Silence. Yep. <laughs> of me rattling around calling him. Yep. Yeah. Okay. This is from Madeline Albright. She said, no matter what message you are about to deliver somewhere, whether it is holding out a hand of friendship or making clear that you disapprove of something, is the fact that the person sitting across the table is a human being. So the goal is to always establish common ground. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, I think we forget that. we don't that. do that. We don't do that. Wouldn't the world, I mean, I think she was a great diplomat in doing so, but... I did um, have to check myself a no. couple of different times. But go ahead, finish your thought. No, I, I was just saying, if... If we could do that, the world would be such a better place. Yeah. Such a I better had, place. I had to check myself a couple of times. And, and like, I don't know because we're li- – another movie I watched this weekend – I watched a lot of movies this weekend – was yeah. 15 Minutes of Shame. Oh, what's that? Which is about people that have been publicly internet shamed. Oh. And it was hosted by Monica Lewinsky. It was like her documentary where oh. she was just kind of talking oh, about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. Um, one of the stories was the guy that uh, bought up, you know, $18,000 worth of hand sanitizer right in the beginning of the pandemic. Do you remember that story? Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other stories. Uh, the woman that was fired for posting something about 
Trump supporters being on ventilators or something, but she worked at a hospital. She got fired over that because one, oh, so I forget I who picked that. up the story. But mm-hmm. it's like those kind of people that like their story went viral and uh-huh. like the chaos that it brought. And it kind of talked about how we love, like we just love to shame people. Like we just, it's like, yeah. it's, we love to like break people down and really like, you know, um, get into their, uh, to feel better. We are better than thou kind of mentality. Um, yes of people around us. But then it kind of took me back to the first documentary I watched this week. And by the way, 15 minutes of shame, really good HBO max. Hmm. Um, it goes, it's just a bunch of different stories. It was a guy actually in San Diego. Uh, cause I know we got a lot of San Diego people here. A guy in San Diego that worked for SDG and E and, hmm. um, a guy had take, he was just like messing with his fingers outside the SD. He was just like, just kind of holding his fingers weird. And somebody hmm. pulled up next to him and, said that they took a picture and put it on Twitter and was like, Hey, look, here's a white supremacy. This guy's holding out a white supremacy thing. Now this guy was some type of Latin, uh, but he's holding a white supremacy sign. Oh. Thing went like crazy viral. Dude gets fired. And he's oh. like, I don't like, I'm, I'm friggin' Hispanic. Like what? Oh. <laughs> like, like what? Oh, so it was like, so it's like terrible. stories like that, that like the cancel culture and all that, like why we do like what we do and the people mm. and how it's affected their lives. Yeah. You know, and again, some of these people admit they weren't in the right, but like how it really just effed them up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like just completely mm-hmm. turn their lives upside down. But then it made me think about the documentary about the, um, the insurrection, right? Four hours in the yes. Capitol. And as I'm watching this, I'm because again, I, not to talk political, but like the people that raided the Capitol were like the extreme outliers, you know, oh, like those sure. are the, those are the people that are on the extreme right. Yes. And I, most people that are Republican right. are not going to go storm a Capitol, no. just like most people that are Democrat are also not going to go storm a Capitol, right? right. This is a very small portion right. of those. So I don't try to like be like, wow, that, that just shows you, uh, you know, if that's not <laughs> what I'm trying to get into here. What yeah. I'm trying to make is like, I sat there and I, I spent an hour and a half watching this documentary and I'm like, these people are crazy. Like they're mm-hmm. crazy. They're crazy people. And they're, and, they are, and then, to be honest, they are like, they're crazy. Like mm-hmm. that's, it's, 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 it's an extreme thing to do mm-hmm. no matter what. And I, listen, I understand, I hear them out and I understand like, where their mind was at, but it's still yes. crazy. Um, yes. But then like, you have to like, I spent an hour and a half shaming these people. And yeah. then like, when I stopped watching, I kind of had this feeling of like grossness. And then I had to kind of like break it down of like, okay, where, where, why, like where, mm-hmm. where and why, like, where did this come mm-hmm. from? Why did it go this way? Like these, mm-hmm. these, at the end of the day, these were babies at one point. This is somebody's son or daughter, mostly son, That's I mean, right. mostly all sons. That's right. Um, you know, like these are human beings. Yes. That I'm sitting over here talking trash on. Now, did they do the right thing? No, they don't. They right. didn't. They totally did the right. Now, do I always do the right thing? Nope, no, sure don't. Made a lot mm-hmm. of bad decisions in my life. A lot mm-hmm. of bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how can I sit here and instantly just feel instant, like, disgust and, like, hate mm-hmm. these people mm-hmm. over a bad decision that they made? You know, like, yeah. are they humans at the end of the day? They and like, are. are we not taught? Are we not taught from birth, no matter what your religion is, that we should love one another? Like we all yes. do. I don't care what your religion or background is. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, your parents taught you, and they didn't touch you to hate to hate people that don't feel like you. Nobody was mm-hmm. brought up that way. Mm-hmm. Someone disagrees well, with you, you should hate I don't them. Know about that, but <laughs> you don't think so? You think you, you think a parent raised their kid to say, if you if someone disagrees with you, then if you disagree with them, you should hate them? Maybe I, I don't know. I absolutely think that that is true. <laughs> I would say majority. Let's play majority here. Yes, right. People did not come up that way, but I would say mm-hmm. majority of people sure do act like that now. Yes. Do you agree with that? Yes. 
like the instant we don't we feel differently than somebody else we instantly hop into uh mm-hmm. you're different than me i hate you we're different mm-hmm. we're and we have no idea what that person's experience their life experience has yeah. been you know we, we or, have no idea what they're going through or is this documentary explained which mom you got a lot of movies to catch up on i mean i gave you four great I four great know. things to, to watch what am i doing um but like the the um the uh, the price of shame was talking about how we'll literally take a headline most of us won't even read it mm-hmm. but then we'll spread it like wildfire mm-hmm. we'll emotionally feel something about it Mm-hmm. But let's take the SDG&E guy. Dude's literally just sitting outside his truck with his his thumb touching his his pinky finger or pointer finger yeah. touching touching his thumb. Yeah. And I guarantee you, if you saw that picture, you're probably sharing it. You're like, oh my god, look at this. Oh my mm-hmm. god, like white mm-hmm. supremacy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know that I wouldn't have done the same thing. I'm I'm the same mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Instant to judge people. I yes. don't like that. I don't like that about myself. Yeah, but it's why it's like moments like this where you know we use this podcast take take a second to like slow our brains down for a second mm-hmm. and say like what's really happening here, you know? So yeah, and take a minute just to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yep. And th- and remember that that is another human being that deserves yep. the same re- dignity and respect that you would expect from them in return. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's hard though; it's challenging. So there is your quote. Of the day and ask my mom in just a couple of seconds. It is Halloween week, so a witch's brew could not be more appropriate. Mm. So happy to have Baron Bloom on the podcast. Me and I too. I love the fact they're back. And I love it because um that you love it. I love it that you mm-hmm. love it. And we have so many people that have tried Baron Bloom products and have come back to us and said, Oh my God, I love it. And they've made the change from their Neutrogena or whatever it is <laughs> that you were using before. Because uh-huh. you notice the difference. You're not putting nasty chemicals on your face. And not only are you going to feel better, but you're going to actually look better because of it. Because you're doing what your body's wanting it to do. You're not using all these nasty chemicals that are toxic. Mm-hmm. Witch's brew is great. My mom uses it. It's a gentle toner. It's not going to strip mm-hmm. your skin. Mom, I don't have to read the copy points. You can tell them about it. Mm-mm. Oh, it's so refreshing after you clean your face to just rub the rich uh, the witch's brew with a cotton swab on your face and it feels so clean and your pores feel tight but not not too tight but they feel healthy it yeah. just is so refreshing so refreshing it's- and the difference is what's the difference between using something natural like the witch's brew is it helps regulate your skin to balance the oils and promote healing versus like just completely you know, Strip stripping it. your skin, yes. which is not what you're trying to do here. We're trying to make healthy skin. Cause yes. just like you're, if you're out here working on your body all the time, but then you're putting crap all over your biggest mm-hmm. organ, which is your skin. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, this is a great family that I want you to go support because I, I, I love them. I think they're just, mm-hmm. I love their mission. I love it. It's a small business. I love that. Mm-hmm. They are just, they're like living their passion right now, creating good products out in the market. So go to bear and bloom And I'm gonna give you a coupon. Cause I want you to go try Witch's brew. Okay. It, the coupon code is Kramer coupon code is Kramer. We can, uh, we can attest from not only my mom, but many people from this podcast that have tried it, loved it. The Witch's brew bear and bloom B A R E and bloom naturals.com bear and bloom naturals.com. And the promo code to save 20% is Kramer. So check it out. The Witch's brew, on bearandbloomnaturals.com. Also, listen, this next topic may not be the most interesting, but it's going to save you money. And you know what I say? Save me money over everything. Gabby, (laughs) 
Gabby is a great way for you to start saving money without even realizing you're doing it because who cares? Who cares? Who cares about like spending extra money on things like car insurance? Why would you spend more when you can get the same coverage for a lot less? What Gabby does, it's a comparison site. It's exactly what it does. It goes through and they compare from uh, 40, over 40 different um, uh, providers, the top, top insurance providers like Nationwide, Travelers. And they'll take your current policy and they'll put it up against these other companies. And they're not like these ballpark guesses. The problem that a lot of people get into is they'll go to like a different website and like they'll be like, oh yeah, it's like this, this, this. But then you go and like actually sign up for the policy and you do it and it's like, oh wait, sorry, it's actually this. Not like these ballpark guesses, which a lot of use. They use your current coverage. They show you the policies that are at least the same or better than your current coverage. Many of them at a lower price and it's free to use. They never sell your info. No annoying spam calls or robo calls. That, the, pe- people that use this on average... $80 a month versus their current policy. $80 friggin' dollars a month. That's mm-hmm. eight. It's almost 900 That's over $900 a year. That's a that's like a mini vacation. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a mini vacation. That's that's your tickets mm-hmm. to Disney World or Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, that's what it is. So it's not just me that loves Gabby. Gabby's been featured in TechCrunch, Forbes, and USA Today. Start saving on your auto insurance today. Go to Gabby.com slash Kramer. Start saving today. It's totally free. It's G-A-B-I, by the way, G-A-B-I.com slash Kramer, Gabby.com slash Kramer. All of these, by the way, are in the show notes. Go learn more about our amazing sponsors on the show. All right. Ask my mom in a couple seconds. First, we have got to say hi to certified fans. Hello. <laughs> my favorite people on the planet. Yes. Certified Love fans you. are people that can, uh, can chip in a few bucks a month and just support our show. We're super thankful for you. So thank you for doing that. Uh, if you would like to join us and get a couple of different perks by doing so, one, uh, I'd say that the, the main things people talk about is the, is the closed Facebook group of just certified fans. And you get, like, for example, my mom will show you the, the amazing candy she's going to use to, like, make uh-huh. a kid's Halloween, I you will. know? Um, yes. And uh, we, we, we do things like discounts on merch. We do things like bonus episodes. We do things like um, – uh, you get episodes dedicated to you and it's just a cool group of people, you know? Mm-hmm. So we, we support each other. It's so 100%, awesome. 100%. So with that said, we, um, uh, are, when we have somebody new, like when you join, we'll dedicate an episode to you. When we don't have somebody new, we'll dedicate to someone who's been here for a while. We don't have somebody new today. And I wonder if this is going to be able to hear the spinning noise in my headphones today. Let me start spinning let me see. Uh, no, you're not going to. Maybe maybe now? There we go. Ah, you hear that now? I hear it. But see, now I hear you and my speaker too, but anyway. Uh-oh. All right, so we're spinning the, the wheel to find out who we're going to thank today. And 342. 342 is going to be our certified fan of the day. So let me switch back to my headphones so I can hear my mom. Uh, <laughs> certified fan number 342 is going to be... See if you guys remember your numbers too. Three, four, two, three, four, two is Carissa H. Carissa H. Oh my. From Irvine, California. Carissa <laughs> H has been a certified fan since February of this year. We are so thankful for you, Carissa. Thank you for being a certified fan uh, and supporting our podcast. It means a lot to us. So for you, this episode dedicated to you. And here is a bonus. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Whoop, whoop. To Carissa H. It's a loud one. Yeah, it's an extra so loud one. So happy that you are here. 
Yeah. So join us. Text the word fans. You can find out more about the program, how you can support our podcast and get some perks. F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8 or go in the show notes and do it on there. Okay. Ask my mom. This is an advice segment we do a couple times a week. If you ever want to, uh, you need somebody to talk out your dilemma, mom's got some pretty good advice. We start with her and then we kind of reach out to the podcast family. You can always email me. It is Kramer. Uh, sorry, that guy Kramer at gmail.com. That guy Kramer at gmail.com. All right, mom, let's get into this one for the week. Okay, Mama Nancy. I am curious if you ever felt the same way with Dramaggy. My daughter is 14 and probably going to be dating soon. I fell in love when I was 15, married the guy at 21, and put my life on hold for him forever. We're still together, so it's worked out, but I always wondered what might have become of my life if I had waited. I don't want my daughter to have regrets, and I want to have this talk with her now. The problem is I am afraid of what my husband will think if I do have the talk with her. It might really hurt him, and it might and it may make my daughter think I regret marrying her dad, which I don't. I just regret doing it so soon, and I don't want to freak her out. And she will probably think I'm nuts because getting married is the furthest thing from her mind. But you know how love works. It's unpredictable. What should I do? How can I protect her from making the same mistakes I have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, first of all, if you're happily Ugh. married, then it wasn't a mistake. But I do understand. And I think I, I said this to all my kids. Kramer, you can correct me. Maybe you don't remember it, but... You know, if we ever talked about, when we talked about marriage, and I would always say, oh, my God, I was so young at 19. Your dad was 23, and we had no idea what we were doing, you know? Yeah. I um, mean, let's let's call it what it is. You guys probably just shouldn't have been married. We just be honest about it, right? You know what I mean? Like, you and dad probably should not have been married. Is that fair to say, like, at that age? Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But could your life have been different? Who knows? Who knows? What you yeah. have to accept is what is. Right. And if you have a good life, that's great. But you might want to say, you know, I don't think I would do it now at her age. God, but, but what, what kind of message is that sending, though? You know, I mean, I do, I do get it because I, yeah. I, I do get both sides here because you're saying like, don't do what I did, but also I love your dad and like it's great. Like I don't even know how you would. Does that come across as like kind of crappy? Well, I don't you know. know. Did it to you? Do you even remember me saying that or us talking about Not it? Not really. I don't really remember yeah. us having that conversation, to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I think what you have to say is that, you know, if you're 19 or whatever, there's still a lot to learn about yourself and for your partner to learn about themselves. And of course, now I think that we are so much more self-aware than certainly we were when perhaps she got married or certainly when I got married 50 years ago. Like, do um, you, do you, like, would you tell Maggie that, Dramax, my sister, by the way, would you tell her that? Like, don't, don't do like I did and get married at 19 and like still expect that to not have a bad look on dad and your relationship? I think I would. I think I would be honest and say, you know, I was really too young to know what marriage meant. We were both too young yeah. to know 
what it really meant to be married. Right. You know, and in our case, you know, it was not cool to live together and we really wanted to be together. So if you wanted right. to if you wanted to live together, you had to get married, right? Right. Right. Um so but now that's different. Things are different. And I think I would just encourage my kids to truly understand themselves first to the best of their ability and what they would want in a relationship. And does this person really meet those needs? Right. That's hard. That's hard. I'm having the hardest time ever biting my tongue right now because I said, you know, somebody around me that's really young getting married soon. And I'm like, know. you know, she's the one that came to me and like, there's mm-hmm. nothing more than I can recommend than getting married after the age of 30. Oh my mm-hmm. God. You know what I mean? Honest to God. Well, again, like if you're one of those people listening and just you just have to refer to it as your situation. But like I'm I'm what but I'm watching it. Like I'm watching it with yeah. my own two eyes. And I'm watching yeah. exactly how this happens. You start to see your friends getting married in, tw- in their twenties and like they're yes. getting all this praise. Oh, yeah. And their princess day. Like it's hard. I can see how it would be hard for you yes. not to also want to be a part of that. But God yes. dang it, I promise you. Like for anyone that's over 30 and like, oh my God, I'm just waiting for the one. I promise you, mm-hmm. you're going to be so much better off. But to be able to have that conversation, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It'd be interesting to hear from parents today, you know, that have kids around that age um, mm-hmm. or even not. Like if if you feel like you were married too young, like would you ever mm-hmm. admit that to your kid? Because yeah. it would it look make make a bad look on like your relationship and maybe like what relationships even stand for, you know? Like how would yeah. you even word that? Yeah. Um, I, I honest to God, I swear to y'all right now, if I have a kid, mark my word, I will not, I will say, do not get married till you're over 30. I will tell mm-hmm. them that to their face. I'll tell them that to their face. I will look in their eyeballs and say, do not get married. I don't care how much I will not. I'll, and you know what? Honest to God, and I, mark my word. Okay. The 26th of October, 2021, I will not pay a penny for my kid's wedding until they hit over 30. Ooh! I will not give them a penny. You're brutal. I won't. Mm. I do not. I do. I 100% do not approve of that. Mm. So that's well, my stance. You can't judge everyone from your own experience. I just, I just did. Just like I can. That's I what can't I judge just everyone did. from my own experience. I just did it. You heard I mean, it right here. You heard yeah, it here the first. Odds, I think the odds <laughs> before are my kids even burn. But before my kids <laughs> even born, you heard it here first. My kids not getting a penny for a wedding I until they're at thirty. I think the odds are against you if you're younger. I agree. But I still know that there are a lot of good marriages that people have gotten married young and have made it work. Would you give and your kids that same advice? Would you would you tell them you gotta wait? Like you gotta like you gotta wait it out like unlike I did? Would you say that to your kid or would you would you just let them, you know? I mean, I didn't say it to you. No, nope. like what happened? You were the same age as your dad. I know. Yeah. And look at me now. Yeah. Look I at know. me now. Thriving. But I did say, <laughs> but I did say, are you sure? Yeah. That wasn't enough. No. We got to train our kids better, man. We got to train our kids better. As a non parent, yeah. let me tell you how to do your job better. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all love that. So. All right. All right, mom. That's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. Love you forever. If you're looking for some real life ghost stories, I hope you go check out the Kramer and Jess uncensored. Uh, no, sorry. Kramer and Jess on demand podcast. And that's down the show notes. So you can just search that wherever you get your podcast. 
little bit more me, but it's with Jess, so it's a little bit different of an angle. But we're just doing real-life ghost stories uh, all this week on the show. So if you're looking for more Halloween stuff, it's over there. Nancy Yancey's going to save Halloween in Dawsonville, and I'm excited about that. And hopefully, if there's anybody else, if you're willing to do king-size or, like, regular-size bars, let me know. Because I want to give you a shout-out, too, because you're, like, the savior of your neighborhood. I'd say you deserve more credit than you're getting. So... 888 Kramer Rates phone number, everybody. Have a great day. See you tomorrow for a moment in Kramer history. Bye-bye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.